Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news. Good news was the way the Roman Empire began all its pronouncements. The Greek is euangelion. When you heard the word euangelion, you paid attention because there was going to be a cataclysmic announcement that would benefit the empire. And maybe if you were in the 1%, it might benefit you. But if you were in the one-third to possibly one-half of the Roman Empire that were slaves, good news had a kind of ironic ring about it. Do not be afraid, for I am bringing you euangelion. I am bringing you good news. And it's of great joy. You know why? Because it's for all the people. Because to you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Messiah, the chosen one, who is the Lord. And it's today. The Jews longed for saving. If you happen to be in that part of the Fertile Crescent, you were the pathway for all the great empires, all the superpowers of the world to tramp through you on their way to glory, hammering you into the ground as they went. And no greater superpower than Rome, which controlled the whole region and this moment of time. They longed to be free and independent, and now here was the moment, not some far off future, but right here, right now. And where? In the city of David. David, the king of the great golden age, that one moment in time when, as it turned out, it was the fall of one superpower and just before the rise of another. But there was a moment when David could bring the country together, finally, one nation, independent. And it happened 150 years before Jesus. The Maccabean revolt, they managed for once again to bring the nation together just for a short while before Rome turned up. And of course, with Rome turning up meant they already had a saviour. They already had a chosen one. They already had someone called Lord. Because it was chiselled all over the Roman Empire in stone. Augustus, the emperor that we've just heard about, he was the saviour. It was written everywhere. He was the chosen one. It was all over the place. He was Lord. This announcement turns out to not be something that you hang on a Christmas tree, but something that changes the world. And you will see a sign of this. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. What, why, was, why is that a sign? Why isn't that just the thing? Well, it's a sign because it's completely opposite of what you would expect. This is not someone born in a palace, wrapped in purple, the colour that only the elite were allowed to wear. 
not an emperor on a throne, but a baby in a food trough. This is an announcement unlike any other. It's a revolution. It's a strange way of talking about a world completely different. In fact, you could read this as a kind of piece of political street theatre, completely contrasting. The empire has good news. The angels have good news. The empire has a decree. Everybody must go and be registered. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus. Now, a decree is a kind of polite way of saying, on pain of death, you will do as you're told. We don't have those kinds of things, do we? But we do understand a threat when we see one. And, of course, it was about saving the empire. It was about taxation. And the more you can bleed the poor to support the rich, the more the empire will not only exist but will flourish. This was an announcement, the decree of Emperor Augustus, about saving the empire. The angel's decree, as we heard, is for all people. It's good news to the poor, as Jesus will say later on. It's good news to the captives. It's setting free the oppressed. This is good news for everyone. It's a decree also, but a completely different decree. The empire's good news commands Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem. It's such a brutal dictatorship that it can force a heavily pregnant woman to walk from one part of the country to another. Why? Because it suits the empire. The angel's good news doesn't force anybody to do anything. It inspires the shepherds to go and have a look, to go on their own initiative. Let us, let us, let us, us, the shepherds, the first century night shift gig workers of the world. Let us go and have a look to see this thing that has taken place. In the new world, in the new regime of God, ordinary people have agency. They don't get shoved around like pawns. They get invited and they go on their own initiative. The empire is full of thrones and palaces, some of which in this part of the world, in this time, have been stolen from the very people that the shepherds represent. Not far from Nazareth was a massive city being built by the Herodians. They were the puppet kings that the Romans had put in place to control the population. They were sucking all the goodness out of the country. They were sucking even the actual produce that was coming up out of the ground. And Jesus will tell stories about this over and over again when he does his ministry. And they will do that to impoverish the poor and to fill up the rich. Jesus doesn't have a palace. He's in a food trough. A food trough. What's in a food trough? What should be in a food trough? Food. This resonates all the way through. This is a story of revolution. The empire, of course, is run by elites and we're very keen on elites at the moment in our world, aren't we? The rise of populism. 
is making all of us worry. We're worried that people like people like Modi in India and Orban in Hungary are kind of just waiting for the United States to go even more insane than it is at the present time and vote in Donald Trump, which will increase the idea that populism is the most important thing because populism comes out of a desire that says we are getting hard done by, and it's often true. Inequality is on the rise. There's no longer brother and sister together. There's no longer one community. It has to be everybody for themselves, which means we need to keep everybody out except us that look like us, that have, as Trump has been saying recently, our blood. That's not the world that this little story is telling us. This announcement is about all the world. It's about everyone. It's a kingdom that is working for all. So they went. The shepherds just went. They didn't need an invitation. They didn't need to go through security checkpoints. They just turned up. And who was there? The very one they came to see. It was just present in that moment. They were there. They were engaged. It was for them. For ordinary people. It was a world where everyone, it turns out, was welcomed. It was a world where everyone, it turns out, was part of the same one community. They were likely in some sort of shed out the back. Anybody could turn up. Everybody was welcome. In another story, in the book of Matthew, that knows nothing about shepherds, but knows a lot about wise people, magi, possibly astrologers from a long way away. Even immigrants are welcome. Even people who don't speak our language and don't wear our clothes, who don't understand our customs, even they are welcome. When the angel said, I'm announcing good news, it was about good news for a whole new world, a whole new way of being human. A way of being human that involves, invites all of us. And as we head into 2024 and as we look with some concern towards an American election in November of 2024 and what that might mean for small countries like ours struggling to maintain the democratic desire of equality and real commonwealth with all of our problems. We need this story. And we need to tell it not just in Christmas time with a few cards and some tinsel, but every day. This is the world that God wants to bring into being.